Don't look back because the market is closed. Good uh, Monday afternoon, everyone. Kip Harrich here with your daily VR investing podcast. Our uh, our entire podcast have changed uh, radically, as 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 most everybody talking about this has. It's all about coronavirus, of course. We're going to cover a couple of things today that I believe are important. We're going to cover the markets, and uh, for those that don't know, and we share this, uh, our, you know, our our VR members know this. So, uh, many of you may not, but again, I've done this thirty five years. Uh, not my first rodeo. I've seen things like this before. No one's seen anything quite like this. But for those that don't know, I, I'm a research guy. Uh, I like going down the rabbit holes. And uh, that, it doesn't matter what the topic is. I like to dig in because I don't like having unanswered questions in my mind. Like you probably, even if I can't find out the exact answer to a question, I want to get close enough to that answer that I can deal with that from a rational point of view because that's the only way I know how to make solid decisions when it comes to investing. In 1999, uh, I got my clients out of the market six months before the dot-com crash happened. My uh, mentor, Michael Metz, recommended that I read Extraordinary Popular Delusions and the Madness of Crowds. And then after I read it, uh, Tulip Mania took on a whole new uh, form for me in the form of dot-com stocks trading it 500 times uh, 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 PE multiple a thousand times lacking revenue. So got my clients out, saved my clients 20 to $30 million in losses they would have had. Then in 2000, really in, in, in late 2006, 2007, uh, with my previous company, Wealth Masters, on stages all over the world. And we did a lot of events, did um, you know, 500 to 1,000 person events, did about 50 of those over a six, seven year period. Uh, but beginning in 2006-7, I started telling all the attendees to get out of housing, preparing them for the housing and financial cri- uh, crash and the crisis that was to come. And, of course, that happened just, uh, just about a year after that. Then in 2009, told all of our VRE members within five minutes of the market lows in March of 2009 to go ultra-long the markets. We did just that. We booked about 600% in gains in, in, in less than six months. 2016, early 2016, predicted that Trump would win, predicted the bull market to come. I was the first to call it the Trump economic miracle. So I just tell you that so you know who you're listening to. The fact that research and I believe 35 years of, of, of kind of honing my instincts have really helped. And it's helping us to make sense of what we're seeing now. No, I didn't see CV coming. I didn't see 9-11 coming. I didn't see the coronavirus coming. Uh, completely missed it. Uh, but that's in the past now. The key now is making sure we're prepared for what comes next. And uh, it's beginning to look like it's going to be a dark picture, folks, because you see in the news, uh, the layoffs, Macy's furloughing 130,000 people. Uh, the Fed's saying today that, uh, oh, my God, what did they say? How many millions? Uh, the Fed today saying, I want to get this right, 47 million people to as many as 70 million people could be unemployed, which puts the unemployment rate at at least 32%. So we are talking about depressionary readings. And of course, the key is how fast do we bounce back from this? That's the key. You know, and uh, if you follow me on Twitter, I posted some really, what I believe to be really interesting pieces today on the way we're handling this and the way we're handling it in the very wrong way, instead of the way Japan has handled it. Simply put, they, they, wear ma- they all wear masks. And, you know, early on, they were saying masks did no good. Well, read this piece uh, that you'll find on my Twitter feed. I just, I just retweeted it from Alex Berenson just before this podcast. 
and uh, it's a great feed, a great thread, and you'll see how Japan and Sweden are getting it right and how we're getting it wrong. So we can have a course correction. We can get this figured out, uh, whatever this is. And I will tell you that some of the most informed people I'm talking to are telling me off the record that this is not just a virus, that this may be manufactured, that it may actually be something that, uh, well, it truly makes uh, Trump a wartime president, doesn't, which is what he's been saying. So we're going to cover all this going forward. We're not going to put our head in the sand at all. You know, today was, uh, today was a good day on the market. Dow Jones up 690 points at 22,327, roughly 3% gains across the board and all the indexes. That, that was a good thing to see. But then you look under the hood. You know, you look under the hood and you go, how are the internals this bad? I've never seen the internals like this on a plus almost 700-point day for the Dow. Uh, in the NYSE, we had only 300 million more advancing uh, uh, advancing trades than declining up and up uh, advanced advanced declines. And it was uh, 2.9 billion to 2.6 billion. Never seen that before. Nasdaq was better, two to one. But folks, the shocking part was just really about an hour ago when most of these readings were negative. And again, the Dow was up 500 points at that time. So. We clearly have some work to do. Um, there are some big pauses as well, though, from a sentiment point of view. Uh, again, the Bank of America Merrill Lynch survey, which everyone's talking about now, their sentiment survey, hit zero. <clears throat> it goes from zero to 100. Zero means you couldn't, the public could not be more bearish. The public and money managers, et cetera, could not be more bearish than they are now. It's very hard for the markets to go down when everybody is bearish, meaning they've likely sold or have no interest in buying, that is when the markets go up. So it's not that we can't have really big moves higher, but the key is what happens after that. That's the key. That's what we're going to be talking about here, helping you get prepared for what comes after this. Um, got a few other things to talk about today. And again, we really appreciate your feedback. Thank you for listening. Keep sending your questions and your insights. And one of those that was really interesting was that you know, I, I announced uh, about a month ago that I said I, I believe I had coronavirus. I had it last year. I had all of these symptoms. My doctor said you don't have the flu, which of course is this is you don't get you don't get a positive test for the flu with coronavirus. And I had every symptom they're talking about now. It was pretty brutal, and I'm a healthy guy. Uh, it lasted about three weeks. <clears throat> there was one day I was delusional, uh, I, and I was I was delusional uh, one day. And so I knew it was something much different. And then when I said that, here came the emails from our members. We have to date from our members and their immediate family and friends, over 100 people have said they believe they had coronavirus as well, exact same symptoms, did not test positive for the flu. So what that tells us is that this has been here a lot longer. And I believe we're seeing evidence now of that. This has been here a lot longer than the uh, experts have told us. So that's really the question for me that so, and so many of you have, is it's the unanswered questions. It's the, the goalpost moving. Uh, as we know, we know subconsciously that we're not being level with. That's what bothers us probably more than anything because they think we can't handle it as a society. And maybe they're right. Maybe we can't. But I think the sooner uh, our government handles this, honestly, the better off we're all going to be. Because when our president goes out yesterday in a presser and says that uh, he's extending 
the uh, uh, the uh, the period of uh, social distancing until end of April, and that we should be back to business by June one, but then also mentions several times in his presser that we could have had two million deaths, and that one hundred thousand deaths might be acceptable. That sounds big. Let's just be honest, though, folks. We get about fifty to eighty thousand deaths a year from the flu, anyway. 100,000 is a terrible number. I'm not, not trying to minimize that at all, but it's also something we can handle. But, but can we handle a prolonged recession or a depression? This is different. This is not just the U.S. This is global. Been a long time, 90 years since we've had a depression. That primarily targeted the U.S., by the way. This could be much different. These are the conversations that we're going to have here because we know no other way to be but honest with you. Because if, like the Wall Street Journal piece ran this, this, uh, this weekend, emerging market debt is already beginning to implode. Remember what happened in early 2008? Mortgage companies started to fail. Then the housing index began to collapse. Ben Bernanke then came out and said uh, a, a, a housing sell-off won't, won't hurt the broader economy. That was three months before the crash of Lehman Brothers, folks. And make this point that we told our clients this morning. Had the Fed bailed out Lehman Brothers in September of 2008, almost none of the things that followed would have happened, that snowball effect. So this is our point. Should we see signs that the global economy is beginning to fracture, that we're seeing systemic issues in emerging markets that are now rolling up to larger markets? We're going to tell you what we're doing. And we'd love to have you come join us, folks. Look, no charge. Come here for two free weeks. Cancel any time you want. We won't charge you. Even if you get charged and you still don't want to stay here, we'll give you your money back. This is not about making money for us. This is about us helping you. So we hope you stay with us. We'd like to stay in business as well. And we believe we can provide you know, solid advice to you and uh, some, some, some wisdom. Maybe you're not getting to other places, some perspective at least. Uh, but we'd love to have you come join us either way at uh, – uh, VRAinsider.com. Again, VRAinsider.com. Those are the signs we're going to be looking for here. Uh, that's what the smart money will be watching. And we'll be prepared because if this is going to get worse, we're going to be ready to deal with it. Now, the flip side, <clears throat> because it's not all doom and gloom. Remember, to date, and we have a fair amount of history on this, to date, quantitative easing, stimulus, and money printing, Federal Reserve debt, is, un, is undefeated. Undefeated. The markets go up. Now, that's a strong pattern. We like repeating patterns. So we could also have a monster move higher, but I think honesty for us is the key and giving us a ballpark of when we believe we can really get back to work, even if we have to wear a mask and practice extreme social distancing. We have to have income. We have to reopen the country. And when we do that, the rest of the world will follow our lead. This is the voice we believe in the message that our leaders need to hear from us and that we encourage you to, to shout it loud and proud uh, so we don't go into something that, again, we know the truth about recessions and depressions. They kill far more people than this virus ever could. Um, what else here? Uh, we're going we're to continue to bring you uh, solid information on other things you can do. In addition to stimulus, Tyler's going to have a, a document out 
and we'll include this in a, uh, in a, in a, on our blog at kipharris.com uh, that shows you exactly how pretty much anybody listening to this can take advantage of the stimulus program. If you read through these documents, we're going through them now, there's pretty much no one that doesn't qualify for stimulus and uh, in one form or another. And so we'll be covering that with you as well. Uh, we're also going to be getting into uh, other ideas and, 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 and game plans that you may want to put together. Again, plan for the best, prepare for the worst uh, that will help you. It's beyond just buying physical gold and physical silver, but other things that you can do uh, to, to make sure we do survive this if the worst case does happen. Folks, what I can tell you is we're going to be here every day with you. We're going to be honest with you. We know how to do our research and due diligence. That's what we're working on here right now, and we appreciate you as always. Have a great day, rest of your day, folks. Have a good week. We'll see you back here again tomorrow after the close.